Olympia Brown is a name that might be familiar to some here. Brown was the first woman ordained with full recognition of her faith group in the United States. Ordained to the Universalist ministry in 1863, Olympia Brown famously enjoined her co-religionists this. She wrote, Stand by this faith. Work for it and sacrifice for it. She continued later in that passage, Do not demand immediate results, but rejoice that we are worthy to be entrusted with this great message, that you are strong enough to work for a great true principle without counting the cost. Many people remember the beginning of Olympia Brown's message, but few remember the other part It's sometimes a challenge to summon the patience that Brown asked us to have. In those days when we are doing the day-to-day work of building a religious community, as much as in those days when we sit and dream of the future, it would do us well to remember that immediate results are not at hand. But our task is no less worthy, our message no less great. Over the past few months, I've asked the members and friends of this fellowship, as well as our visitors and returning guests, to think about what it is that our religious community gives to you, how you are spiritually nourished by being a part of all that we do together. I've also asked you to think about how what we do together changes our lives, how we live, how we treat one another, how we interact with others in the community, what we feel personally called to do in this world. Today, on this day, when we prepare for our annual congregational meeting, I'd like us to tackle the third of the three questions in this series. The question today is, now what? What are we as a fellowship going to do together from here into the future? What is our vision of what this congregation can be in our personal lives, in the community, and in our faith movement and in the world? Now, part of the answer to this question has been given to us by the very hardworking committees that create the programs of this fellowship. Earlier in this year, our finance committee, dutifully preparing for the budget cycle, asked our committees to sit down and dream. They were asked to sit down and think, what would you like to be doing in years to come? And what might need to be in the budget to make that happen? And those committees did a lot of hard work. They sat down and they dreamed. And they they dreamed good dreams. And I'd like to share some of those dreams with you today. Some of the ideas that those committees came up with were ones that would strengthen the community within our fellowship I have here before me, and I printed some of these out just to show you, um, even from afar, what they look like, the, the dream list of the Religious Education Committee. <laughs> Our Religious Education Committee came up with an amazing and detailed vision for creating a rich and diverse program for the children and youth of this fellowship. 
It included funding for field trips, doing special youth programming that our youth have specifically asked us for, and even building an age-appropriate playground for our children who are too old to use the preschool's playground. This is an amazing piece of vision work. And I'm sorry that only the Finance Committee, the Religious Education Committee, and I have seen this, this document because it really is an amazing piece of dreaming. But they weren't the only group to do that dreaming. Our Worship and Adult Programs Committee dreamed together of the possibility of one day having a projector. They envisioned multimedia presentations in worship, movie nights and presentations for adult programs, the ability to add visual interest to the things that we do here at the fellowship. The Committee on Ministry dreamed of having funding to actually send people to become more trained as lay leaders so that we would have a stronger community. The dreams that our committees dreamed were wonderful dreams. Some of our committees thought in their dreaming about our connection with the wider community. It shouldn't surprise you that the Social Action Committee dreamed like that. The Social Action Committee's dream budget was similarly detailed. They just single-spaced it. (laughs) They dreamed of funding to support the emergency shelter project in Mount Kisco, funding for the Neighbors Link after-school program. Let me read you a little bit of what they wrote. They wrote, Neighbors Link, constantly finding new ways to serve the local Latino community, began an after-school program called Learning Links at Mount Kisco Elementary School in September. In order to serve families whose parents need to work into the late afternoon and reinforce their children's education, the program provides three teachers, aides, one coordinator, and volunteers for 25 children until 5 o'clock each school day. Children receive homework assistance, engage in activities that integrate and reinforce current curriculum, and occasionally participate in supplementary after-school programs. The cost to Neighbors Link to provide this service is $1,600 per child for the academic year. Each family pays $400 a year for the program. Thus far, the gap in funding has come from unrestricted donations to Neighbors Link and several private donations earmarked for the Learning Links program. Our Social Action Committee dreamed of this fellowship, including in our annual budget and not just in special fundraising drives, scholarship assistance to help youth in our community take advantage of this important educational program. But they weren't the only committee that dreamed of our connection with the, with the community. As you might imagine, deep in this religious education wish budget are also funds to help our youth and children connect with the community around us too. Our youth at a meeting earlier this year Um, wondered if it might be possible for them to go on a trip, a trip to New Orleans to help with the rebuilding efforts there. Our youth asked to go and help rebuild New Orleans. And our RE committee dreamed of a day when we might be able to help pay for them to go. They're wonderful dreams. Some of our committees and groups even thought about our fellowship's place in the wider movement of Unitarian Universalism and the message our faith has for a world in need. Our board dreamed of having money to send delegates to General Assembly with their participation paid for. General Assembly is the annual meeting of our congregations 
And those delegates would participate in the decision-making of our association to learn best practices and bring them back and to help our faith articulate our place in this world. But General Assembly costs a lot of money, and I'm the only one with a professional expense budget to pay for me to go. So if any of you want to go, it has to come out of your own pocket. And the board dreamed of having it in our budget to pay for our delegates to go to General Assembly. Our social action committee went a step further and asked for funding to help propose a study action issue at that General Assembly, a study action issue that would ask our congregations to engage in discussions over a two-year period about the democratic process and how to improve it in our society at large through things like instant runoff voting. Our social action committee here at this 120-member fellowship in suburban New York dreamed of affecting the policy of our entire association in their budget. It was an amazing and awesome dream. Now, those of you who stay for the annual meeting and those of you who've received our annual budget proposal will know that most of the things in that dream were not reflected in the budget we will vote on this afternoon. And I say that not in any way to make us feel guilty, because the primary goal that we had in creating um, our stewardship drive and our budget this year was to understand that what people gave in stewardship to this religious community is enough, and not to make people feel bad for that, and to thank you for your generosity with gratitude. So I don't mean to say that we didn't do enough, because we did, and the budget is good, it's solid. But these dreams help us map out a vision for the future. These dreams call us to remember Olympia Brown's exhortation, do not demand immediate results, she wrote, but rejoice that we are worthy to be entrusted with this great message, that you are strong enough to work for a great true principle without counting the cost. Immediate results we will not get. This year's budget won't have all of these wonderful things in it, but together we as a community can make these dreams come true. Pretty soon we will take the next steps in making that, those visions a reality. We will engage in a ritual that we should not take for granted, the annual meeting of the congregation, now, the right of this congregation to make its own decisions should not be taken lightly. I tried to talk about that with the youth, with the, the children a little bit earlier. Perhaps that subtlety um, is lost, but most religions don't let their congregations govern themselves. That is a fundamental principle of Unitarian Universalism. And at that meeting, we would do well to remember what Marge Piercy had to say. Perhaps we could begin to begin to listen she wrote, Yesterday, I had the enormous privilege of conducting a wedding for two wonderful friends. In it, I spoke of the power inherent in making the choice to be with one another. Here's part of what I said to them in the homily I gave as part of their ceremony. I said to them this, Today I am here to confirm that all of that work, all of that balancing, all of that care and energy all of the decoding of the heart's deepest messages, all of it is worth it. Every minute and every second, every time we stretch ourselves and challenge ourselves to grow, and every time we consider another as our partner on life's journey 
it is worth it. The work is worth it when what is created is a love based on not, not on needing to be with one another or losing yourselves in one another, but rather in choosing one another to spend a lifetime with, in each of you choosing the other to be the person to provide you with a different set of eyes with which to see the world. I believe that this message is equally true for the work of building community as it is for the work of building a marriage. And I believe that the work of community is worth it as well, especially in this community, this community that we choose to belong to, that we choose to create, that we choose to share with others. So what are the next steps to making this vision a reality? What are the next steps to taking what this fellowship means to us as individuals and expanding that to include an ever wider circle of people? I find myself quoting Marge Piercy a lot these days. I'd like to share another of her poems with you today. It's entitled The Low Road. In it, she writes this. What can they do to you? Whatever they want. They can set you up. They can bust you. They can break your fingers. They can burn your brain with electricity, blur you with drugs till you can't walk, can't remember. They can take your child, wall up your lover. They can do anything you can't stop them from doing. How can you stop them? Alone, you can fight. You can refuse. You can take what revenge you can, but they roll over you. But two people fighting back to back can cut through a mob. A snake-dancing file can break a cordon. An army can meet an army. Two people can keep each other sane, can give support, conviction, love, massage, hope, sex. Three people are a delegation, a committee, a wedge. With four, you can play bridge and start an organization. With six, you can rent a whole house, eat pie for dinner with no seconds, and hold a fundraising party. A dozen make a demonstration. A hundred fill a hall. A thousand have solidarity and your own newsletter. Ten thousand power and your own paper. A hundred thousand your own media. Ten million your own country. It goes on one at a time. It starts when you care to act. It starts when you do it again after they said no. It starts when you say we and know who you mean. And each day you mean one more. What do we mean when we say we? What would it mean if each day we meant one more? Let's dream together. Let's figure out a way into a marvelous and magical future together. Let us understand that the great true principles we have been entrusted to are wonderful things, and let us share them with a world that needs them. We are a religion that allows people to choose. We are a religion that asks people to sit together, to make decisions together, to govern each other. We need not sit in the dark at our meeting together this afternoon. 
but we need to listen to the voices that get raised at our meeting, to the voices of our committees who were asked to dream, to the lives of founders long since past who 51 years ago this spring sought to build a liberal religious community to serve Northern Westchester. We need to listen to the stirrings in our hearts that call us to be something different, something new, something more. And after each voice is heard, let us say, it is not I who speaks, but the wind. Wind blows through me. Long after me is the wind. Blessed be.